as I said, we are talking tonight about this story, and now that you've heard it, you know that it's a familiar story. Jesus tells this story about two builders. On the basis of these words of scripture, and in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is our rock, our foundation, my brothers and sisters in faith. So, this familiar story, two builders. It's important that you realize that it's two builders. It's not two dreamers who spend a lot of time envisioning their dream home and how it'll be someday. Nor is it two philosophers who go on and on talking about the place that we can call home. Nor is it about two architects who can draw beautiful homes on paper. This that Jesus is talking about are people who are doing. They are taking action. They are actually building. They both build. And they have something else in common as well. Both of them know that the structures they build will be tested by the forces of nature. The houses will be measured or judged by how they withstand the storms, the wind and the rain, and even the flooding that comes. The people of Jesus' time would have been well aware of what he was talking about. Much of the soil or the ground in Israel is rocky, takes a lot of work to build, to flatten a piece of land, especially on the many hillsides that are there, in order to get a flat place and a firm foundation in the rock. And so sometimes there were people who thought, oh, just build in the sandy wadi beds. Much easier. The house will go up much faster with much less effort and much less work. But often, sometimes yearly, in the rainy season in that part of the world, the rains would come so heavily that water would come from all of the different hillsides and collect in those usually dry wadi beds and cause a torrent. The people were well aware. They knew. Weren't surprised at all when Jesus said one of the builders was wise and the other one was foolish. Because as we know, one built on rock, solid, sturdy, hard. The other built on the sand, soft and shifting. And of course, when 
the wet season, the rainy season, storms came, one of the houses stood and the other collapsed. So who's Jesus talking about here? A lot of people would interpret this parable as Jesus talking about those who believe and those who don't believe. But we have to look carefully at what Jesus says. Jesus says that both of those who build hear these words of mine. Both listen to Jesus teach. Both in our day, we might say, read the scriptures, especially, you probably can't see this, but your Bibles may be that way too, especially the words in red, the words that Jesus speaks. Or we might say, we're talking about two people who come to church, listen to sermons, Maybe they even attend a Bible study. The difference is that the wise listen and understand and put what Jesus says into practice. Jesus says it this way. They hear these words of mine and do them. The others hear, understand what Jesus says, do not do. So what we're talking about here, what Jesus is telling us, is what he expects, what he wants from those who follow him. Those who hear his words, or as we said, read the words in red in the scripture. He wants a life built on his teachings. The Sermon on the Mount is certainly about what we should believe, but it's also about how we should live, what we should do. You might say, in keeping with the images that Jesus gives us in this parable, that he is giving us a blueprint for how to build a Christ-like life. In the ancient Greek world, they saw the development to maturity as three steps. The first was knowledge. The second was understanding. And the top was wisdom. Knowledge meant learning, knowing certain truths. Understanding was grasping those truths, being able to articulate or share them with others. Wisdom was then putting those truths that you had learned and understood 
into practice. Jesus is looking for that kind of wisdom, putting his teachings into practice. You might compare that with going to a doctor. Let's say that you are seriously ill with some rare disease, and you find a doctor who specializes in treating that particular illness, and you go to her, and she outlines for you a prescription, which may include medicines, may include surgery, other activities, maybe something with diet, maybe with therapy, whatever it is, what would you do? It would certainly be foolish to ignore her advice. It would be foolish, especially, to just decide you're going to do what you think is best. So Jesus here, in the Sermon on the Mount, not just in these last verses, but throughout the Sermon on the Mount, has given us a prescription for a full and healthy Christian life. He tells us we should pray. He tells us to forgive. He tells us to love. Even our enemies. He tells us to be kind and caring for others, to seek peace and show mercy. He wants us to be the salt of the earth, to let our lights shine. And the early Christians understood that message. James in his epistle, in the first chapter, says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Today, we listen, we hear these words of Jesus in the shadow of the cross. Seeing there, realizing and recognizing his great love and his sacrifice. And so we follow him, not out of fear of judgment, not to try to earn or deserve his favor, his blessings, but out of love and gratitude as again, this Lenten season, and especially next week during Holy Week, as we watch Jesus endure the horrific storm of his passion, of his suffering, throughout, we see him practicing what he preached. Humility, prayer, reconciliation, forgiveness.
sacrificial love and awe with amazing grace and strength. It's no wonder they chose to put his words in red. For he shed his blood for us. And he calls us to follow him. And our motivation is all that he has done for us and continues to do in our lives. He calls us not to be merely good listeners, certainly not to praise him for his good words, but to put his words into action. To trust that he is with us all along this path of life we take. That he's there with us and sends us his Holy Spirit to help us build this life he has called us to. A life that we live in response to the salvation and life he has given us. And to reach out to others who are still being foolish. Jesus is with us. And he knows that as we travel this road, as we try to build this life, we're going to mess up. We're still going to be foolish from time to time. maybe way too often. But he's always there to forgive us and assure us of the blessings that he won for us on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen.